It sounds obvious to say that fear influences us, but I actually think we take it for granted. I think we often fail to appreciate how much it can influence at a base level, how we even just see and perceive the world, or or maybe even more importantly, what we don't see and what we don't perceive because of fear. COVID cases are on the rise across the country. 47 states and the District of Columbia are now reporting increases, with the CDC saying the Delta variant accounts for 58% of new cases. Daily coronavirus cases have doubled in the last three weeks nationwide, especially in areas with low vaccination rates. Well, speaking of the Olympics, the opening ceremony a little more than a week away now, as Tokyo reports its highest number of new COVID cases in six months. Do they know yet that this is definitely linked to the vaccine? And and what is the risk-benefit analysis at this point? And like you mentioned, with risk-benefit, here right now, even myself, my colleagues, are seeing young people in the hospital, intubated, struggling for their lives. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the People's History Podcast, episode 366 of your unfiltered program. I've been enjoying the summer lull a bit to zoom out, take a look at the big picture, and think about everything in a broader context. Just kind of look at every story and how it all kind of fits together. And There's so much we could talk about this week. The NSO group, we could talk about Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci clashing once again over gain of function. But I think there's a There's an even more important meta power struggle happening that's going to have long term consequences on our society and on how the democracy of our republic functions. So we have we have to be afraid right now. And as I started with, fear is fear is a strange, strange mistress that can make us do strange, strange things. But there's so much to be afraid of because there's a pandemic and there are lives to save. This is Democracy Now! I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. After months of decline in COVID cases in the United States, due in part to widely available vaccines, the number of new cases per day is on the rise. This comes as Pfizer officials met with U.S. regulators and vaccine experts Monday seeking emergency use authorization for a third shot, a booster. Most public health experts say a third shot of Pfizer's mRNA vaccine is not necessary for most adults. Double mutant COVID-19 variant. Indeed, the Delta has been kicking our butts, it seems, but it's, it's only those foolish ones that haven't been vaccinated yet. In fact, we've got a new term now, pandemic of the unvaccinated. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is the CDC director. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. Their windows tone, not mine. And communities that are fully vaccinated are generally faring well. The good news is that if you're fully vaccinated, you are protected against severe COVID, hospitalization and death. That's an interesting new uh, goalpost there, isn't it? You're not necessarily protected from COVID, but you're protected from severe COVID. And communities that are fully vaccinated are generally faring well. The good news is that if you're fully vaccinated, you are protected against severe COVID, hospitalization and death, and are even protected against the known variants, including the Delta variant, circulating in this country. Watch out, though. The Lambda variant is on its way. Now, when the White House was asked about this and and why the 
these populations of non-vaccinated exist? Well, there's only one answer, and that answer is misinformation. And you see, misinformation is what's getting us sick and killing people now. And so the White House was asked, well, what are you doing to combat misinformation? And it was implied that maybe they were working with Facebook and social media companies to censor things up. And so the White House press secretary, Jen Paskey, was Pulaski, not Dr. Pulaski, <laughs> Saki, Jen Saki, was asked about this. Although, by the way, Dr. Pulaski, one of my favorite doctors. Anyways, Jen, Jen Saki was asked about this. And, you know, hey, are you guys are you guys censoring Facebook? She says, no, 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 no. We would never do anything like that. We're just totally helping them identify misinformation and flag it. Will the White House publicly release information on posts that it considers misinformation on vaccines that, that it's asked uh, Facebook to block? First of all, we've not fa asked Facebook to block uh, any individual posts. Uh, the way this works is that there are trending, there are trends that are out there on social media platforms. Uh, you're aware of them. Uh, we're aware of them. Anyone in the public can be aware of them. There's also um, uh, data that we um, we look at that many media platforms, like many of you, also look at data in terms of trends, and you report on it, which is not to be expected, given the number of people who get their information from social media. It's up to social media platforms to determine uh, what their application is of their own uh, rules and regulations. Yeah, we're just finding information that's killing people, and we're telling them that this information is killing people. And when they don't take action, we then publicly shame them in platforms that have an unbelievable reach, like the White House. But, you know, we're not telling them specifically what to censor. Uh, and so we just certainly raise uh, where we have concerns about information that's inaccurate that is traveling out there uh, in whatever platform it's traveling on. You know, the accuracy of information is truly in the eye of the beholder. And this is one of those areas where we really start to go sideways here. Because now it's whose information is accurate and whose science is accurate. And as this entire pandemic has laid awkwardly bare for us to all embarrassingly notice is that people are just cherry-picking the science and the information and the accuracy that they like to and that they subscribe. It's just, it really comes down to preferences now. Because, again, we are just these weird creatures that have these weird things like confirmation bias, and we can make crazy decisions when we're scared and we're concerned about our, our livelihood or our family and our children. We're just, there's these base instincts that you can play off of. And so... Facebook is in this really awkward position now where they're kind of being used as a scapegoat. And you guys know me. I'm no Facebook defendant, right? But it's clear that they have been put in a really hard spot here. And the White House is leaning pretty hard. They're literally going through and identifying posts that they want Facebook to take down. And they're also suggesting that if you get banned on Twitter, if you get banned on Facebook, you should automatically just get banned from all social media platforms. Now that, that is pretty massive. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. The Surgeon's, the Surgeon's General's office is flagging Facebook posts. 
What a perversion of that office. Providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? If somebody says, you know, so-and-so is providing misinformation, they're talking about ivermectin, pull them down everywhere. You get banned on YouTube, you get banned everywhere, all at once. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't they love that? But then old Joe, he takes it too far. He takes it way too far when he's asked, he's, you know, this is one of those really loud shots, so I apologize because it's outside the White House and he's in transit. But listen carefully to the reporter's question. On COVID on COVID misinformation, what is your message to platforms like Facebook? That's the question. On COVID misinformation, I love how misin misinformation, it's such a cute term. What's your message to platforms like Facebook? And Biden's walking up to the camera. On COVID misinformation, what's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. I mean, it really, they really, look. The only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, and, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. They're killing people. They're killing people. The only, the only pandemic we have is the pandemic of the unvaccinated, killing people. Now, if he wasn't the president, he'd probably be getting sued for defamation. And for a minute, the White House thought about doubling down on these comments, but pivoted to a classic at the end, blaming conservative media, also suggesting that they need to be censored. Well, we're reviewing that, and certainly they should be held accountable. And I think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this. He understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem. But it's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's, it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the, vi about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms the conservative news outlets it's because of facebook and the conservative news outlets that you're being misinformed you know those conservative news outlets that ratings are just dropping through the floor right now or the fact that according to facebook's own data 80 percent of users on facebook are pro-vaccine and you know biden tried to walk back his statements about facebook in a really pathetic way you said last week that companies and platforms like facebook are killing let me be precisely what I said. I'm glad you asked me that question. One, I had just read that on the Facebook, Facebook pointed out that it was pointed out that Facebook, of all the misinformation, 60 percent of the misinformation came from 12 individuals. That's what the article said. So I was asked that question about what do I think is happening? You, you just had read that, huh, Joe? And so your answer wasn't those individuals, but was Facebook? Hmm. Hmm. Somebody was prepped for this question. Facebook isn't killing people. These 12 people are out there giving misinformation. Just 12 misguided QAnon nutjobs. And somehow through the power of social media algorithms, they're spreading all this information, misinformation, that's killing people because of COVID. Anyone listening to it is getting hurt by it. It's killing people. <laughs> And what is the implied statement there? What is the implied statement? 
Anyone listening to it is getting hurt by it. Anyone listening to it is too stupid to know better. They're too dumb to take in multiple sets of information and judge for themselves what's right or what's wrong. It's killing people. And because they're so stupid, you, because you are so stupid, they have to protect you from all information on the Internet that's wrong. And the only way to do that would be to get some sort of group working together with all of the social media companies so that way they can save lives. Because if it's not this pandemic, maybe it's the next pandemic. Or maybe, maybe we'll have another fascist try to run for office. Maybe he'll be orange and he'll be dangerous to our democracy. And we'll have to make sure that we curtail the spread of misinformation. So maybe if we lean hard on these social media platforms that aren't in the bag, like the mainstream media is, so they don't have to play this ball game with CNN or NBC or MSNBC or ABC, etc., etc., CBS especially. They don't got to play this game. They're already all in. They're part of the establishment. What's good for the goose is good for, good for the gander when they're con- as far as they're concerned. So like, they don't have to convince the newspapers and the, and the traditional television media and the radio outlets. It's this user-driven, user-powered content on social media that's just a damn problem, and we got to get a handle on it. Because right now, the Democrats are back in power. And I always say on this show, you can judge a party's character by what they do once they have power. Well, now we're seeing it, aren't we? We're seeing what the Democrats want to do. They want to control speech. They want to control speech at every single level. And the Republicans, they probably would love to do it too, but they just haven't gotten this game together yet. They're too busy about they're too busy reacting to being censored. <laughs> and you think it's just an accident that predominantly the people that are being censored are on the right? Oh right, no, it's sorry, sorry, my bad. It's misinformation, and we're all just too stupid to figure it out on our own. Anyone listening to it is getting hurt by it. It's killing people. It's bad information. My hope is that Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people, that somehow I'm saying that, they shouldn't take it personal, that somehow when I'm rambling, I say Facebook is killing people because I don't know what to say and I like to sound like a hotshot and I'm at the end of my rope, so I really have no idea. That Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people. I can't believe people don't call him out on this kind of stuff. Imagine, imagine how this would be spun if it was Trump, about how he's lying, and about how he's always changing what he said. It's ridiculous. That Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people. He literally said, they're killing people. They're killing people. I don't, why would they take that personally? That they would do something about the misinformation. They owe outrageous informa- misinformation. About- outrageous misinformation. They're not censoring it enough. So it's killing people because everyone is too stupid. Uh, the, the vaccine. That's what I meant. Have they done enough, in your opinion, to stop? I haven't. Be, be, to be completely honest with you, I don't know if they did anything today. Up to over the weekend, I don't think they had, but I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Will you hold them accountable if they don't do more to stop the spread? When you say hold accountable, I just want to, I'm, I'm not trying to hold people I'm trying to make people to look at themselves, look in the mirror. Think about that misinformation going to your son, your daughter. Your, your relative, someone you love. That's what I'm asking. All the way in the back. Yeah. Just think about that. Just think about that. Won't you just give it some thought because otherwise people are going to die. Do you suppose Joe believes that? Old Joe believes that uh, we're all just too dumb? 
Or is it really more about deferring the blame? He can punt it to Facebook. It's not his fault. Sure, he came in as the we're going to solve COVID guy and now cases are going back up and the vaccinations have dropped off. It's not that horrible lack of institutional trust problem that we're suffering from that causes conspiracy theories about everything. It's not that. Anything they can do to stop us looking at the leadership, to stop us focusing on those in control who could have served us better. And maybe maybe it's about just maintaining the illusion politicians control anything. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's about letting the real owners stay in power and we don't question it. Like a wise man once said, we don't own this place. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. 